really what you're looking for is an agent and a, an editor in your future editor who cares about what you care about, who loves the book that you want to write and will ultimately um, be a partner in the process. Are you looking for a partner in your writing process? Do you have a book idea that's ready for another set of eyes? If so, you might be ready to dive deeper into the publishing process. That's what this episode is all about. Hi, I'm Clarissa Mall, and welcome to The Writerly Life, brought to you by Hope Writers, the most encouraging place on the internet for writers to make progress. Here at The Writerly Life, we help you expand your creativity, explore new techniques, and express your hope-filled words in a world that needs them. We'll help you learn to balance the art of writing with the business of publishing and learn to hustle without losing heart. You have words, and your words matter. And as you write them, you can be you, boldly, bravely, maybe even a little scared sometimes. You can be you in your writing life. Welcome to the show, friends. Lean in, grab a pen, let's chat. Here at Hope Writers, we're committed to helping you navigate the art of writing and the business of publishing. If you've been looking for some concrete publishing help, this episode will really help you out. Our guest today is seasoned literary agent Alex Field. Alex knows the landscape of publishing well, from proposal writing to querying to landing a book deal and everything in between. Whether or not you feel like a publishing newbie, Alex's wisdom is sure to make your publishing journey smoother. Lean in as he tells us more in this Hope Writers Tuesday teaching with host Emily P. Freeman. I'm going to ask you to do something big picture for us, for those writers who might be just starting out on this in this world and maybe haven't dipped their foot, toe, whatever, whatever the saying is, into kind of the industry of publishing. Because at Hope Writers, we talk a lot about how we're all about helping writers balance the art of writing with the business of publishing. Mm -hmm. And for those who look at publishing with the same eyes as they do writing, um, it can be very disheartening very quickly. And so for those who are kind of ready to make that pivot from maybe establishing a writing routine and um, finding their reader and writing as craft, but now they're beginning to pivot into the business of publishing. I would love it, Alex, if you could just maybe give us the 10,000 foot view of the players in publishing. Like you mentioned Pubboard a minute ago, and some of our writers maybe haven't published yet. They don't know what Pubboard is or who's at the table. So maybe if you could walk us through like, you know, the writer and then which person in the industry they talk to first and on down the line. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Um, So the process often begins with a book proposal, as many of you probably already know, Um, you know, and that starts with you, the writer. Um, Oftentimes, an agent will really help refine and shape uh, that proposal. But I think of a book proposal as sort of a business plan for your book. And I know for some of us who love the creative part of this process, and I'm one of those, thinking about business plan is kind of a weird thing, but but think about it from the publisher's perspective or the the editor's perspective. They're they're whenever they bring a project to their team, and we'll we'll talk about that a little bit in more in a second. Um, they're they're taking a big risk. They're putting money on the table to print the book and ship the book and sell it in all these stores. So it is a business plan for your book, essentially. So it starts with that. And frankly, I, I shouldn't have, I should have mentioned this earlier. We have a little uh, free book proposal template on our website. If you want to check that out, you can download it right now. Um, I think you put in your email and do that. So 
but there are plenty of other places you can find that online. They're all over the place. Basically, a proposal for nonfiction is a bit about you, some summary information or concept information like we talked about before, um, a table of contents for the book that you want to write, uh, two sample chapters, maybe three. Um, and then, frankly, I, I would give some time to the marketing section of the proposal. What ways do you, what creative ideas do you have for, for sharing that that book in the world? So once you have that proposal, the first person you talk to is a literary agent. Generally, you don't have to have one. You absolutely don't. Book deals happen occasionally uh, without agents, um, particularly in the Christian market. In the general market, not as much. Um, but once you have that proposal, you can reach out to agents. There are hundreds and hundreds, probably thousands online uh, for the particular categories that they work in or that you are writing in. Uh, send them a query letter, reach out. And uh, I, I would encourage you to be straightforward, to be uh, clear, not clever when it comes to that query letter. And you know, ask them if you can share your manuscript or your proposal. Uh, I should clarify for fiction, uh, usually an entire manuscript, especially for first books, is required unless you you have a bit of a track record out there in the industry. So, And that's in addition to the proposal for fiction? Yes. Yes. So proposal plus a manuscript, a complete manuscript, which is a tall order. Yeah. You know, <laughs> fiction is a, usually a novel is 70 to 120 thousand words. So that's a bit more, uh, a bit more work, but that's just how, how it, the industry generally works. Editors like to finish an entire book, an entire manuscript before they'll sign a book. So then an agent will, will work with you to shape that proposal. And that process can take two weeks. It can take years. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, it varies very widely. And when the agent feels comfortable and feels like we have what we need to get this into editors' hands, then that person will usually reach out to all the editors that might make sense for your book. Um, and hopefully your agent knows the category well enough that they're not only do they know the, the editors to talk to, they're on a friendly relationship kind of level with those editors. They know them. They're hopefully their friends. Um, and then they're pitching that project. Usually that's a four to six week process. Um, and uh, during that process, uh, the, the editors who get it and like it, they're going to take it to their teams and maybe the editorial team first. They're going to share it with all the other editors around the table. They're going to read your stuff together, which is nerve wracking, <laughs> but it's good. It's really good. It's good if it gets that far. That's good news. It is. And if that team feels like, all right, the content and the concept, everything looks really great, then they're going to shuttle it on to the pub board. Uh, and and different <laughs> different publishers call it different things. It might just be the the book publishing meeting or whatever. Uh, but usually that includes the publisher, the editor, maybe the editorial director, and then a marketing person, a salesperson, a financial person. It's a whole team of people making a decision about which books to sign. Oftentimes they will have your proposal. They'll all read it, and they'll have actually like a PL, a profit and loss statement to look at the financial risk that they would have to take on your book. And once that team approves it, um, then that's when you would receive an offer via your agent from that publisher. 
So I don't know if that was too much or too little, but that's, that's great. That's a snapshot of the process. So great. So, so great. And I will say that um, just for any writers who are in the proposal process, I see some questions coming in. What about memoir? What about fantasy? What about, and, and they're all the whatabouts, like if, if you're in a genre that doesn't require the proposal where is there, a, let me ask you this, is there a genre that does not require <laughs> a book proposal? Yes. Well, I think fiction is the first one. I mean, uh, we've sold a number of, of of novels. We've sold a number of fantasy novels too. Um, and and a proposal is not entirely required. It is about the read, beginning, middle, and end. Like that's full stop. That's where where it really focuses for for those editors. They want to read your manuscript. Uh, oftentimes, we will prepare a proposal alongside the the fiction projects that we're pitching. Uh, to editors. And, but ironically, like they're, they're much shorter, they're focused. What is the previous writing of the person who's writing this novel? Um, but really when it comes down to it, editors are always asking me about the manuscript. They, they probably have a Kindle or some way of reading a lot of them at, at once. So they take home tons of manuscripts on the weekend. So fiction, memoir, sometimes, especially general market memoir and not Christian market memoir. Um, it's really about the read. So if you have a full manuscript, that's that's a win. Alex really takes the mystery out of that process, doesn't he? There's nothing magical about how a writer gets an agent or how a book gets published. It's simply a series of focused steps on a dedicated path to progress. Even when we know this, though, it's easy to feel like we need to be experts in all the things. And imposter syndrome can loom large when we engage with those who have a lot more experience or knowledge about the publishing process than we do. Nonfiction writers are often encouraged to write from a place of expertise or knowledge to establish their niche and build trust with their readers. This often applies to writers who work in a particular field, such as therapists or educators, or those who write about a particular topic that requires training or education to explore fully. However, Many of us write from our own experiences in the form of memoirs, personal essays, or self-help books. Do we need to be experts on a particular topic, too? Author and therapist Andy Kolber believes we already have all the expertise we need to write our personal stories. Andy says, it's important for writers to know that ultimately, you are the expert on your experience. What good reassurance. Consider these three insights on what it means to be an expert on your own experience. Number one, you are an expert on what to share. No one else is an expert on your experience. Your story is yours alone, and you get to decide how much or how little you share with your reader. Asking yourself how comfortable you feel sharing is important, especially if your story is particularly difficult or involves other people. You're the expert on how much of your personal life is appropriate for public consumption. Number two, you are an expert on when to share. When to share your story is ultimately up to you. If you are writing about a challenging topic, it's important to ask yourself if you've fully healed from the experience before you share it. Writing publicly means your work is open to edits, criticism, and feedback from readers. If you aren't prepared to receive constructive criticism from editors or risk getting a response from a reader who doesn't respect your story, it may not be time to share. And that's okay. 
you are an expert on how you'll respond under pressure when sharing your story. Number three, you are an expert on how to share. How will you share your story? Are you ready to broadcast it online for anyone to read? Maybe you're ready to reach a larger audience and you feel comfortable pitching your work to a magazine or website and promoting it on social media. Or perhaps sharing it with your email subscribers is the best place to start because you share a closer connection with those readers. You are the expert on your readers and how you'd like to reach them. You can be confident in your ability to choose the what, the when, and the how of sharing your work. Ultimately, you're responsible for sharing your story in a way that allows you to be the expert of your experience. As you grow in your confidence as an expert in your own experience, that confidence will show up in your writing and in the way you engage with those along your publishing journey. The road to a traditionally published book is a long one, and your belief in the value of your message and your love for your reader will carry you as you take your next right steps toward your goal. Let's listen one more time to Alex and Emily's conversation to hear how they describe it. When you feel ready, when the proposal's ready or your manuscript is ready or the platform is ready, um, I would say go for it. Like make the ask of whoever it is and see if you can get that personal recommendation. That's an, an extra step. And I know, you know, that's that's a hard thing for some writers to do. So yeah, no, that's a good know. answer. And because I, I that's been my experience as well as an author is that here's the thing. If you're a writer who is doing excellent work, who has clarified her message, who is serving a reader, who is generous in the marketplace um, and and like oftentimes I will. Well, I don't want to say it like this, but my point is it makes it so much easier to recommend a writer like that. Yeah to make an introduction to an right. agent, you know, right. it really does because you're like, Oh, th this is an extension of me. If I tell, if I tell my agent like, Oh, check out, check out this person. And then, you know, I want to know that what they're going to find when they check that person out. <laughs> so it's just such a, it's such a, um, an invitation for us as writers to always be doing the good work. We had Stephanie Smith on here from Zondervan. Oh, she's, great. she's great. Yeah. This was a year or so ago. And something she said, um, I think it was her and some, another editor, said this too. They were like, we go back in the archives. Like when, if we're interested in you as a writer, like what you did this week matters, but what you did last year also matters. Yeah. And in the Twitter feed and the blog post and the Instagram, like they do research for a living, you know, and, and sometimes yes. <laughs> we are the subject of the research. And so <laughs> all the work we're doing now that it feels like no, it may feel like nobody's listening or nobody's reading or nobody's watching. They might not be today, but that doesn't mean that work doesn't count. That always, I think we say this a lot in Hope Writers, that act like a pro before you are a pro. Mm. Just you you have to embody it and 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 then it it really does make a big difference down the road. Yes. I, I couldn't agree more. Hundred percent. If this episode was helpful to you, just imagine how helpful the entire hour-long interview with Alex Field would be. Every week, Hope Writers members have access to a new one-hour Tuesday teaching with authors, publishers, social media strategists, and agents like Alex Field. Hope Writers helps you make progress in your writing life, whether you're writing blogs or articles, on social media, or in a book. If you want to be serious about your words and your reader, we're here for you. For writing tips and encouragement, find us on Instagram at Hope Writers or at our public Facebook page, Hope Writers Community. Last, 
A final word from publisher Linda Bradkey. Right from the heart. A book without a pulse is like a person without a spirit. Right from the heart. Here at Hope Writers, we're committed to helping you navigate the business of publishing. We never want you to lose your heart along the way. As you query agents and work on your book proposal, remember that your words have life within them. They will bring hope to those who read them. So, as you do the nitty-gritty of getting your words out into the world, be sure to always write from the heart. Thanks for listening, writer friend. As you step into this week, remember to keep writing. Your words matter. We can't wait to read them. If you found this episode of The Writerly Life helpful, be sure to hit subscribe and tell your friends. Rate and review the show and like and comment if you're tuning in on YouTube. Your reviews help others know you found the content helpful. See you next time.